0: This is Kyle Keller. You're listening to H10, Hanshin Tigers English News.
1: Thanks, Kyle. We're back with a fresh episode just for you, Hanshin Tigers fans. This is H10 Hanshin Tigers English News. Welcome to episode 166 of the show on this cool, chilly February morning. It is the 22nd, by the way. And I'm the founder of H10 T-Ray. And joining me from someplace much warmer than where I am is Sanjay. How you doing, brother? Aloha,
2: brada T-Ray.
1: I'm doing very well, thank you. It's also not
2: that hot here, but at least it stopped raining winter of... Uh... February is the winter and rainy season here, and we've just had a ton of it. So happy that it's not
1: raining anymore. There you go. And we are less than a week away from the end of spring training, which means that the boys are going to be coming back to mainland um, very soon. Well, on today's show, we are going to recap some of the spring scrimmages that they've had. And also, you're going to get to hear an interview that I did with Kyle Keller uh, about a week and a half ago. So are you ready? For your required dosage of haunching tigers dopamine bring it on good we are too it's time for some rumors and, news. Rumors,
3: and
1: news. rumors and news so let's start things off right away sanjay with the import report i need a jingle for that don't i all right so <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a nice drink. <laughs> to it well paging jimbo paging jimbo well, we're gonna get a bunch of new jingles in here hopefully so with the imports we have five on the team as you all know and we're going to start with um maybe we'll start with uh, the more controversial one i don't know with bk brian keller um who has has thrown some uh what would you call them like sim games i guess sim, or like yeah, sim live batting practice whatever not really sure exactly what they what they titled it but um he didn't do particularly well, and Okada our manager, um, as we mentioned before, hit and record, he tends to talk to the players via the press or via the coaches. And so he kind of lets some stuff out with the press saying, Hey, you know what, if you're not going to be thrown in the bullpen that much, you're not getting into that rotation. Oh my, right. <laughs> he kind of, you I know, don't. he used the kind of <laughs> like a little bit slightly derogatory you term um, in Japanese, but uh, he really doesn't sound very happy with what, what BK is doing. And then um. So that was the 20th, I believe that BK didn't have a particularly good uh, session. And then the 21st, which is the day after he didn't go to the bullpens for some further practice, which of course is going to infuriate the manager even further. But BK himself said, well, you know, in America, um, the day after I throw a game, I don't pitch. I don't go to the bullpen at all. So I'm just kind of following my routine and things are going well for me. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm slowly ramping things up, but is that ramping up going to be enough to appease the manager and to give him a decent shot, uh, once the games actually start, what do you think? Yeah, well, there's a backstory
2: to this, right? And that that wasn't the first time when Okada was uh, lamenting the lack of bullpen sessions by BK to begin with. It was from before that. Uh, So he had already spoken to via the press once before, and yet it hadn't changed BK at all. And then, you know, to add insult to injury or to pour salt on the wound or whatever it is, um, this happened just the last couple of days. So that's not a good, healthy start, I don't think. But by the same token, they weren't really being fair. I saw some of the clips of when BK was pitching, mm-hmm. and they said that he had given up three hit-like hits that you know, they claimed yep. that would have been hits. Yep. I looked at him and was like, no, one looked like a grounder to second base, and one looked like a grounder to shortstop. You know, I don't know, because they said there were three straight. And of those, mm-hmm. I, I think only one was a legit, easy-to-see hit. So there might be a little bit of, um, I don't know, uh shenanigans going on with the press trying to like treat somebody poorly or they're trying to make something bigger than it really was but well yeah the
1: fact is yeah clearly they're they're putting an angle and a spin on things that they want to put on things because well if you think about it okay so yeah he gave up three straight hits right which would result in one uh run scored if they were all singles right yeah he threw to 11 batters and that means that would imply that he got eight outs which is roughly three innings so in three innings if he gives up one run i don't think that's anything to panic about especially at this time of year you know it's not like he's if he served up three straight you know long balls and his intention was to get guys out then i would say that there's something to talk about but again um you know you look at the articles that came out in the press too and all the articles the pictures that they showed were all still shots of bk with a rather frustrated look on his face it's like yeah yeah, i don't think he looked frustrated from the time he stepped on that mound to the time he got off it but they chose uh those exact pictures to go along with the story that they have carefully crafted so we got to be careful about what we fully believe about what the press is telling us and feeding us and so i'm glad sanjay that you're watching a little bit of the video uh
3: to sprinkle a little bit of truth on this pile of stink okay (laughs) i got bk's back. Yeah. All
1: right. Awesome. Um, you know, not that I should be insulting the press too much since I'm kind of press wannabe, but anyhow. <laughs> okay. So actually it seems to me though that the uh, the pictures on the whole, well, and even the imports on the whole are not especially impressing Okada. So Beasley, um he's Jeremy Beasley, he's maybe impressed Okada a little bit better as far as the quality of Um, the balls that he's throwing but I also saw that they said he threw 26 pitches and 11 went for balls and the same thing with Keller uh, Kyle Keller I should say this was on the 19th of uh, February so uh, three days back and then yesterday Kyle was a little bit better from what I saw Um, but again we're talking about guys throwing BP or sim, sim games whatever it might be it's really hard to tell for sure Um, you know, if they're going to be on fire when the season starts or not, or if they're going to play out well or not, but, uh, on the whole, I don't know. I feel like Okada is definitely, um, he's staying true to his word. He's not going to give the foreign players preferential treatment. If they are not ready, they're not ready. They won't play. It seems.
3: Yeah, that's fair though.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, like we had said, I think in the last show when we did the uh, the depth chart and we had said, well, you know, they're paying BK so much money. So there's no way they're not putting him in the rotation, but I don't think that's true. I mean, they might not <laughs> yeah. even have him on the top squad and it's not necessarily because he's not pitching well, but it just seems to me right now, he and uh, manager Okada are not seeing eye to eye. And that is going to obviously cause some problems and some hesitations. And we'll talk a little bit later about who might get that number six spot because there was an article about that as well let's talk though about our two import hitters neither of whom is in the good books with okada either necessarily because both of them got hurt Mm -hmm. now neither of them is uh supposed to be a very you know serious injury but um noisy hurt his back on the 16th of february so about a week back and uh, he apparently will not be put into any games in Okinawa. we've got three games on the docket um tomorrow and then on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, but he won't be in any of those games. Um, he said he's doing okay. He's improving, but you know, Okada has just said like, there's no point in rushing him back at this point. So we'll just take him off, uh, out of the lineup. You know, he'll do his own thing and make sure that he's good and ready when we get back to mainland. Right. And, uh, I, I can't argue with that. I think he's right. Well, I mean, there's still, there's still a whole month after they get back to mainland before the season starts. So, yeah, yeah exactly. there's absolutely no reason yeah. to, to push him right now. On the but other he hand, did say, um, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, he did say, though, and I think that's where you're going to go next anyway, but um, that the number three st- spot will go to uh, Mieses for tomorrow's game.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. So, Mieses hurt his left ankle on the 19th. But I guess he is doing well enough that he will be the num- in the number three slot uh, starting tomorrow's game against the Chunichi Dragons so at least for now he's doing well enough to see some game action hopefully um he doesn't reaggravate aggravate uh, the ankle you know we've had issues with foreign hitters and leg injuries a la jeffrey Marte um from 2019 through 2022 pretty much the whole time he was like mm-hmm. a ticking time bomb um and we hope that mieses doesn't follow that path as well so we'll see how he does all right um in other News. I guess we can go to some position battles and um, let's talk about the sixth man in the rotation. So as we know, um, the the front five, if you will, are going to be Aoyagi, Ito, Nishi, Nishi, Saiki. Those guys have pretty much locked down their spots, barring any kind of injury or illness. The number six slot, it looks like right now the upper hand is going to a couple of lefties who might kind of combine, maybe throw every other week or something like that to be the sixth man in the rotation, and that would be. Iwasada, who's been uh, in the bullpen the last three seasons, but was a starter prior to that. Um, and he's like a 10-year veteran of the team. And then also Otake, whom we got in the uh, the active players draft this past offseason. He's a lefty that came over from SoftBank, and he's really impressed as well. So there's a good shot for either of those guys to be that number six starter. Any thoughts on those guys or anyone else that might be vying for that spot?
2: Yeah, so Okada had kept talking about the need for a another lefty arm. And then he had a couple of good options in Sada and, uh, and Otake. And Otake really actually did look good, uh, at least in the clips that I saw. Kept the ball really low. Um, and, you know, what's with the, all these soft bank rejects that we, you know, seem to have a good good idea, or a good good reaction to. Um, so, I'm thinking that he might even get the nod before Iwasada when all said and done.
1: Yeah, you know, um, Okada does seem to have a fondness, though, for the... Uh the quote unquote veteran Tigers players though, like with Iwasada and he's like, yeah, he needs to be back in the rotation. And then Takayama, oh, he needs to get another shot, not needs to get another shot, but like he's good enough to, to be a starter again. You know, he hasn't played in like four years pretty much. Right. Um, <laughs> and then even Itayama who's looked good. So all these guys that we drafted in the Wada and Kanemoto era, seem to be getting a second wind and a second chance. Um, But yeah, Otake definitely kind of fits in with a lot of these other guys that we've brought over from uh, the SoftBank camp and uh, turned into solid Hanshin Tigers pitchers. Mm -hmm. Um, The other major position battle, um, I guess right field is another one where we could probably do a whole episode on that. But I want to talk a little (laughs) bit about the shortstop battle as well because Kinami has looked quite good um, so far this spring. But actually, so has Obata. I think Obata has really impressed on defense. Um, Kinami has been decent on defense, but much more lively at the plate. And as we know, though, Okada has basically said about the shortstop, he doesn't have to hit. Hitting is not his primary job. His primary job is to play solid defense. If there's any hitting that comes with it, that's just a bonus. But, uh, yeah, that's what he has said, and that's what it looks like so far. Really, I mean, neither of them is the clear favorite. Still, but I, I would say maybe Kinami's got a little bit of the upper hand right now. What do you think? Well, because, um, and you're absolutely right about what he had always been saying about the shortstop
2: being glove first, bat second. But when he when Kinami went four for four the other day um, uh, in that huge win over Rock, then was it? Against um, Samsung. Yeah. Against Samsung. That's right. Sorry. My bad. Um, and uh, Okada said, man, if a guy is hitting like that, it's hard to keep him out of the lineup. And that's really true. Um, so I think Kinami has the upper hand Right now although man Obata looks so smooth Silky velvety smooth I said this before and I say it again he just looks so smooth on <laughs> the field that yeah. it's you know If defense really is your priority That's your man
1: Yeah um, He's got much better range and probably Is just faster um, yeah. Not only getting to the ball but even getting The ball out of his own glove and to The second or first baseman So It's going to be interesting, but you know, um, I'll probably pick on Okada later in the season about this, but he's kind of said glove first about shortstop and catcher, and he's also anti DH. So that basically means he's willing to duke it out with a six man, you know, batting lineup in essence.
3: Yeah, basically.
1: Yes. Which is nonsense. I mean, if you're going to be that staunchly against the DH, you got to at least try to, you know what I mean? Like instill a little bit of a hunger in your shortstop and your catcher to be productive at the dish in my opinion (laughs) we shall see we shall indeed and we will have an okada corner once the season starts but we are going to give him you know a little bit of a grace period between now and march the 31st (laughs) (laughs) that's awfully big of you (laughs) (laughs) yes i'm a big man aren't i all right so the last bit of rumors and news actually relates to a guy that has left our camp and gone to america that would be fuji Shintaro fujinami who is down in arizona throwing bullpens i've seen some good footage on youtube there's one cameraman i I don't or whatever you want to call him um he's not i think he's a journalist but he's not so he's not with the a's organization but he's right up there like basically focusing on fujinami and you can watch like a 13 minute uh bullpen session there's two at least two of them up there on youtube um you can watch the whole thing you can see him talking a little bit with the coaches and talking through his interpreter issei and uh so yeah it's pretty cool it's good to see fujinami in a different uniform and watch him i don't even think i watched his bullpen this closely when he was with the tigers so it's fun to see him doing it with a different team as well
2: i also saw a little instagram clip i think of him signing uh, autographing uh, baseball caps for little kids after a session or something that oh sweet cute. nice yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great. Um, and I've seen, you know, like he, he definitely is leaning on Issei quite a bit. And I, I heard one of the coaches saying something about uh, what was it? A, there's the there's Porsche and there's the Honda. And he's talking about like how when you step on the gas for a Porsche and you step on the gas for a Honda. And he was trying to make some kind of important point with Fuji. And I was like, man, the interpreter's got his work cut out for him. Because <laughs> 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 using analogies, you know, to someone who doesn't speak the language n- puts some pressure on the interpreter to make it clear in Japanese as well.
2: That's true, isn't it? So, ise.
1: Yeah, you can do it, buddy. Hope you're listening. Okay, before we get into some recap, and let's do some shout-outs to our patrons. And you can join the Patreon family at patreon.com slash the Hanshin Tigers. And for as little as 2 bucks a month, you can get a shout-out on every single podcast. But there's all sorts of different tiers. If you're interested in other goods and services from H10, that's your one-stop shop right there. So let's thank Tokyo Swallows podcast, Anita. Ian Hadel, Joe in Wakayama, Jamie Owens, Shane Barkley, Tom Zilla, Rick Silvers, Fran in the UK, Doug in the Netherlands, and Mario, I think in the USA. This podcast is only possible thanks to you. Thank you, patrons. Well, Sanjay, the games at this stage do not matter at all, except to see see who is doing well and who is not, or um, you know who's got the upper hat on whom when it comes to position battles, who might try to sneak their way into the lineup. And so I don't have final scores for especially the intra-squad games, because honestly, it's Tigers win, Tigers lose, or Tigers tie, Tigers tie, and nobody really cares about that in the end. But let's talk about uh, just some of the things that happened, some of the pitchers that did well, or hitters that did well, or, or not so well. So we'll start with... Um February the 11th they actually had two intra-squad games as you know. I think the first one was six game six innings and the second six one was second one was four, right? Yeah. And these involved both the farm players and the top squad players, right? They all gathered together in Ginoza and uh, had a good old-fashioned showdown. So, in game 1, um an Obata error actually prolonged an inning that led to Kinami hitting a two-run home run. So, how's that for position battle right there? One guy, you know, kind of stumbles on defense the other guy picks it up on offense and uh, flexes his muscle um then there was also an error by Mieses on a watanabe fly ball it looked very harmless and ended up being an inside the park home run if you will right yep um as for the pitchers um is the one that gave up the home run to kinami baba threw three innings and walked three guys Murakami did fairly well. Uh, No, pardon me. Then on the other side, Murakami and Niho and Yuta Watanabe were one strike from throwing a six-inning no-hitter. But with two strikes on him, Noisy got a double, then Mieses with an RBI single, then Haraguchi with an RBI single, and it looked like it could end up being a loss for that team that was perfect through five and two-thirds, but ended up being a tie game, I believe. And in this game also, Itayama hit two doubles, actually hit one down each of the lines i believe one down third base line one down the first base line nice yes and then in the second game it was a shorter one and as far as i know there was only one run scored and it was on a hojo rbi single um one of our development players kawahara threw three shutout innings and morista got his very first in game hit if you will they'll they will call it his his first hit as a professional or whatever but whatever it was an <laughs> infield hit i uh, hit it kind of to deep second base and he legged out He liked it out for a single.
2: The second baseman couldn't quite glove it.
1: Right. Takatera? Yeah. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So the second uh, inter squad, or pardon me, the next inter squad game was the very next day on the 12th. And in this one, Haraguchi hit a home run. Itohara had a two RBI double. And Otake went three innings pitched with no hits against and no runs. And Saiki and Junya Nishi both went three innings pitched, two hits, and one run against. I believe psyche was the one who gave up the haraguchi home run okay yes okay so that is that and then the next three games that we want to talk about were actually against other teams so again let's keep in mind we're not playing these games to win it doesn't matter who wins except that we like the fact that we won two of these very handily and we tied <laughs> the other one so we're defeated um, we are undefeated and let's see if that remains (laughs) the case when we head again play against the dragons tomorrow Anyway, anyhow the 15th we faced the eagles we are in their park and kirishiki gave up a home run uh so this would be his second start in a row giving up a home run it was kind of a wind aided home run but this actually came well after the tigers gave him a huge lead um outside of kirishiki though yuasa and iwata and murakami and okadome All gave up zeros. You know, they were, they were wonderful. Haraguchi with another home run in this one. Sato with three hits and four RBIs and Inoue with a huge three-run home run. Final score of 16 to one in this one for the good guys. Yay. (laughs) I know that like for now you're just doing the yay, but I know (laughs) later in the season it's going to be woohoos, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. There you go. Save the woohoos for when they matter. Okay. So uh, three days later, we faced the Bay Stars. I think we hosted this one. And uh, we got RBIs out of Itohara and Obata. And um, Saiki and Junya Nishi each threw three shutout innings. And Iwata came in late in this one and gave up a couple of runs for the tie game. Tie 2-2. to And then the very next day, we faced the Samsung Lions, is it? Yep. They are the Lions. Okay. Um, And they actually have a former Hanshin Tiger on their roster. A guy that played for us back in 2014, 2015, our closer, the stone, the the what was he called? The stone faced Buddha. No. He was also called the final was he called the final boss? I thought it was the stone faced
2: Buddha. I thought that was right.
1: I think there was two I think when he went to America, he was like the final boss or something like that. Well anyways, um Han oh is still pitching. He is, I believe, thirty nine years old now. Thirty eight, thirty nine ish. Um still still rolling along. Um, but anyhow, we beat them 10 0. We smacked them around. Iwasada and Otake, each with uh, shutouts. Um, Iwasada with two innings pitched, four strikeouts. Otake, three innings pitched, one strikeout. Ishii came in in relief, two innings pitched, and five strikeouts. Um, Sato with three RBIs. Inoue with a Grand Slam home run. And Kinami with four hits. And Morista with two hits plus his first career RBI, so to speak. So 10 0. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the Tigers, I guess, are quote-unquote looking good as they do every February. They always look great in February.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Batting press bat, BP home run hitters. There you go. Well, hopefully they will be looking good in October. That's what really matters. Um, and that's what we're waiting for this year. shimas? Are, are. are. Alright, so we are skipping over the Okada. As I said, we're not doing any of those until the season starts. And... In lieu of a hot topic, we've actually got for you an interview with a certain number, 42 for the Tigers, Kyle Keller. Um, He's been really generous with his time with me. um, This is the second time I've gotten to interview him. The last time was back in march of 2022 just before the season started when he was still fresh new and excited for the season i think he'd been on one road trip at that time to fukuoka and that was all Uh, but now he has experienced a full season of npb he's experienced some lows and some highs in that order and uh, now he's back as the veteran on (laughs) among the imports he's the only one that is returning from 2022. And that comes through in the interview. So without further ado, here is the interview with Kyle Keller. Sanjay and I will talk about it once it's all done. Enjoy.
3: Who's in the chair? Who's T talking to? Who's in the chair?
2: Maybe veteran, maybe new. Who's in the chair? Who's in the
3: chair? Who's in the chair? All
1: right, cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is our pleasure once again to have with us on the show for the second time ever, number 42 for the Hanjin Tigers, relief pitcher Kyle Keller. Kyle, thank you once again for joining
3: us today. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Trevor. Uh, It's a pleasure.
3: So let's get started. Um, We are on February the 13th right
1: now, which means that camp is almost half done. How are things going so far for you down in Okinawa?
0: It's going great, you know. Uh haven't pitched live yet, but um that'll be coming up on the sixteenth. I'll be throwing up sim game. And then I'll be getting into a game shortly after that. I don't think we've quite settled on a day yet, but um it's all coming, so I've just been enjoying, you know, seeing the guys again, getting around the guys, hanging out with my friends from last year and uh, you know, kinda of trying to show the new foreigners the uh, the ropes a little bit, even though camp's a whole new thing for all of us since it's my first one, but just you know trying to help them out as much as I can and uh it's been great so far.
1: Who are some of the guys that you uh were excited to catch up with and have so far?
0: Um a lot of the bullpen guys we got real close last year. So um you know most of my bullpen guys, Atsuki, Amachi, um and most of those guys, Sada. Uh it's great seeing those guys and just getting back to, you know, hanging out again, even though I guess Sodom, I may not be a bullpen guy anymore, but, um, you know, it was just great to see all the pitchers again and just, you know, pick up right where we left off last year.
1: Has there been any kind of fan interaction down, uh,
3: in Okinawa at the camps? Oh uh, yeah, there's, uh, a lot more
0: fans here than I thought. Um, you know, they, they love coming out to see us and, uh, like yesterday we pulled, we were playing an inner squad yesterday and. Yesterday we were getting to the field at like eight o'clock and they already lined up halfway down the block waiting to get in. So that was cool to see for sure.
1: Uh you enjoying getting to know the new guys, especially the new pitchers?
0: Yes. Uh definitely. Um the new foreigners for sure. We've been hanging out trying to um, you know, get to know those guys and also the new uh a few new pitchers we got. Uh Otake, just you know, trying to get to know those guys just like I did last year. So um, that's the best part about baseball for me is, you know, some teams stay the same, but then you got the new pieces coming in every year. So it's just always awesome to get to know those guys and see how they fit in and, you know, watch them and get excited for how they're going to help us this year. So it should be, should be awesome.
3: So you're on a day off
1: today. Um, and this is, I think the third day off down in Okinawa, how have you been spending your off days? What kind of things do you do to relax between uh, these sessions at camp?
0: Um, so today I played golf and that was my second time playing golf. And, uh, you know, it's just first time went out there with, uh, Nishi-san and Umeno-san and, um, all the foreigners. But today it was just, uh, me,
3: Brian Keller and, uh, Tora and Koya, two of
0: our interpreters. So today was, uh, a lot less people out there, but it was still a great time and, uh, just Golf's great for me to just, you know, kind of relax and I don't really care about how I shoot, just kind of get out there, spend a few hours out there. It's beautiful weather today, very windy, but, uh, both days we played beautiful weather, you know, just get out there, relax and, you know, it's how I kind of want to spend my off days and then sit
3: around and get off my feet for the rest of the off day and do nothing really. So.
1: Nice. Um, so what are your impressions so far of Okinawa? Have you seen anything aside from golf courses?
0: Um, I've been to a couple of restaurants, which have been great, but, uh, I was just so amazed when I pulled up to our hotel and just seeing the view from my balcony and just like how beautiful it is here. And I had heard about it, you know, but I never, you never really know until you see it. So, I mean, um, outside of going to a few restaurants and golf course, I haven't done much, but I really love what I've seen so far. It's great food, great people. Uh, the weather's beautiful. The scenery is beautiful. So, uh, I think it's a perfect place to have camp for sure.
1: Good way to end the off season and head into the new season. Let's talk a little bit about your off season. What kind of things did you do in the off season, either baseball related or otherwise just to unwind?
0: Um, well, the off season's is always good for me because I can, uh, I have season tickets to the saints football team back home. So that's always a good time for me. You know, I get home right as the season's starting. So, um, uh, I go to every home game and usually try to make it to a road game. So this year I went to Arizona to see them play the Cardinals. So that was kind of my, uh, vacation for the off season. And then just, uh, you know, play a little golf, but mostly it's just working out, throwing, um, you know, you take a week or two off when you get home just to relax and recover after a long season. But then after that, it's just, you know, hanging out with the family and, uh, doing a lot of, you know training and throwing that's how off seasons go so
3: when your family
1: asks you how was japan that you probably got that question a few times like just those three words how was japan what kind of answer do you give them what do you talk about or what stands out about your first season in japan
0: um well even apart from the baseball just like the people here are so great the the food as well because i come from louisiana which obviously is known for its food and everything and um That's something I miss about home, but I get to come here where the food's, you know, amazing as well. And, um, you know, I just try to stress to them how amazing of a country it is. You know, so clean, people are so nice and respectful, and the food is just unbelievable. So, um, you know, a lot of those people didn't get to come to see me last year because all the borders were closed and everything. But hopefully this year, a lot of those people who are asking me, how is Japan, they can come over here and see for themselves. So I'll be excited for that.
1: Right. So this year you get to experience the full spring training, Japanese style. Um, How does this February compare to your February last year? And has it made you think a little bit more about the importance of camp and spring training and stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, my February last year, I was trying to, you know, imitate a spring training as closely as I could, you know, try to get with the team and try to ask them, you know, what do they want me doing? How do they want me to approach you know, being at home when I'm supposed to be at camp and, um, it kind of just turned into the same thing I was doing all off season, you know, just keeping my workouts up and trying to throw bullpens and throw to live hitters whenever I could. Uh, you know, but this year it's just been a lot better. You get to get out here and be with the team and actually, you know, start working with the catchers and talking to the coaches rather than kind of being on my own back home. So, um, yeah, it's really important. So it's been great to be out here. Uh. You know, you hit the ground running and you don't waste any time. You get right into it and uh, everything feels good so far. Everything's been great and um, I'm just really happy I'm here this year.
1: Last year you got here, I think in early March, and then you were on the top squad uh, for opening day. And as we all know, opening day didn't go as expected for the Tigers. What's your take on that first few weeks of the season, both personally and for the team?
0: Yeah, it obviously didn't... um, didn't go how I wanted how we wanted uh we got off to a real bad start last year but uh I was really happy with the way that uh well not only me personally but just how the team was able to fight back and recover and you know we still made the playoffs we made a push at the end and um you know I think that's just a testament to how hard we played last year how hard we fought even though I don't even remember our record early it was it was not pretty but um something like I know we didn't win a game for our first like 10 games. And then maybe we were like three and 17 or something. Well, I don't know. It was bad. But then just to get back to around 500, we were at 500 at one point, just to get back in the playoffs and make a run. Um, it was fun last year. So I'm looking forward to getting off to a better start this year and, uh, you know, making a, another push. So
1: for yourself personally, what is what do you think turned things around for you? Cause you, you came back up to the top squad. I believe it was June, maybe an in interleague.
3: And from that time on, you were absolutely lights out. What was the difference?
0: Um, you know, I just kind of had better command of all my pitches. I think one thing that helped me, which, uh, you know, it might've been a blessing that I went down on the farm cause I learned, uh, the forkball and, um, you know, came back and that was a good pitch for me. But, um, you know, it was just like, I went down to the farm and I just, instead of, you know, just being stubborn and, you know, saying, oh, well, I just, you know, whatever happened, I just continued to work hard and got out back. And then when I came back, I was just feeling good and throwing strikes. And, you know, when you're throwing strikes and getting ahead of hitters, good things happen, you know, just stay aggressive. So I'm looking to do that from day one. Um, even when I throw my sim game here in two days you know just do that and kind of set the tone for the year and just kind of um, try to hit the ground running so
1: pardon my ignorance but how does one learn a new pitch like how long does it take and is it something you observe from someone directly or are you watching video or like how does that come about
0: well there's a lot of there's a lot of ways but um you know sometimes you try i mean all pitchers you know they're every day playing catch you're like oh maybe i'll try this try that and sometimes you know It comes very easy. Sometimes it's, you know, you try something for however long and it just doesn't work for you. So um, mainly when I got over here, I saw that a lot of people threw the forkball over here and I saw it was a very effective pitch. And I saw that a lot of our pitchers had very good ones, just kind of started talking to people, seeing how they gripped it, seeing what their thoughts were when they threw it. And then it's just, you know, when you're playing catch, just try different things, see what works for you just repetition get comfortable with it um and i'm not gonna say it came easy but it came you know quicker to me than i thought it would it just kind of got comfortable a little bit sooner and uh i've gotten questions about this in camp just like people are asking me about my fork on now and it's like well it's still pretty new you know i'm still i'm still in the process of figuring it out like i'm not you know i don't have this thing figured out but it's gotten better i want to keep working on it that's kind of been my main emphasis in camp too Is just trying to throw it better for strikes and um, it's just really getting out and playing catch and just toying with it. You know, it could be as simple as, you know, moving the ball, just like a little bit this way, a little bit that way. And just, you know, seeing what works trial and error. And um, that was a lot of what I was doing on the farm last year, just, you know, going on the mound, throwing some pitches on the mound, seeing how it feels. You have some good days some bad days because it's a brand new pitch, you know, when I first started throwing, I was like, I don't know how I'm ever going to figure this thing out. I mean, it just feels like it's so foreign to me, but the more you work on it, the more you throw it, it becomes a little bit more comfortable. And then, you know, you're like, oh, I might have this thing figured out. So it's just a lot of trial and error repetition.
3: So another
1: uh, guy who picked up the football or at least gained confidence and it was Joe Gunkel and he he had been here for three years at the Tigers. He was your teammate for a year. Any thoughts or any, any way that uh, like guys like Gunkel and Alcantara and Wilkerson Uh, played into your uh, experience last
0: year? Um, I mean, those guys, uh, mainly Gunkel and Alcantara and um, Mel, you know, they just helped me out just being here. And, like, you know, I was obviously not lost, but just, like, you know, those guys helped you out so much and just kind of showing you the ropes and, like, showing you, telling you, you know, whenever I got questions, I can go to them. So this year I'm kind of just trying to be the same. Guy that they were for me to these new guys, you know. That's what I told them. I was in touch with, uh, all of them in the off season. I was like, "Look, if you got any questions before you come over here, like just let me know. I might not know what I'm talking about, but um uh, I can try to help. You know, I might have an answer for you." So, you know, we kind of just got to stick together and, um, just figure it out together. Like I said, we're all new to camp, so this has been an experience for all of us. Just. uh doing the look and now we camp together and just um like i said i'm just trying to be the same guy that those guys were for me last year all the returners they just helped me so much and making me comfortable and you know if you need anything or like just as as simple as like look here's a good place to eat on the island or like you know so i was just trying to do the same thing for those guys this year
1: what are your impressions so far of brian keller and of beasley
0: oh they're great of uh I don't play catch with either of them, but I've watched their bullpens and, um, I'm really excited about them. None of us have thrown live yet, but I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing them in the live action and, um, you know, we've all been working hard and, uh, I'm just really excited to see those guys pitch and see those guys help us win games this year. So, um, it's going to be great. They're really good pitchers.
1: So we've got a new manager this year uh, compared to last year in Okada. Have you had any interactions with him? And what are your overall uh, thoughts about him as well as like any new pitching coaches that you have this year?
0: Well, uh, as far as the pitching coaches go, I was lucky enough to have those guys on the farm last year. So I'm familiar with those guys and uh, they know me. I know them. So that's good. And then Okada son, um, I've talked to him a few times, but you know, uh, you don't really get too many chances to talk to him. He's always busy during camp and doing his own thing. So uh, you know, just really trying to, you know, earn his respect and earn his trust and that just goes by, you know, coming into camp, working hard, showing how hard I worked all off season and when it comes time to pitch in the games, you know, just like keep doing the same thing I'm doing and it all it'll all come together.
3: So have you had any talks with Jeff Williams? Yes. Uh
0: he actually just left town yesterday. Oh no this morning. Um said goodbye to him last night, but uh He was great he came in helped us all out uh same thing as the foreigners last year you know if you got any questions come ask me um he's been here before pitch here at a high level um and he actually went to the same school as me uh same college so uh he is my senpai for sure and uh so now I got his number and you know told me to reach out whenever I need him and I'm sure I will need him at some point for any reason so uh, it was great having him here I wish he could stay all camp all year. I wish he could I wish he would never leave, but it was great to have him here and just, you know, bounce some things off of him, talk pitching with him, talk you know, just life, life in Japan with him. Uh he was perfect for all of us for me. It was great to have him here and it was sad to see him go. But um he's heading to Australia
3: uh for a few weeks. So he's going all around the globe. Arizona to Okinawa to Australia. Back home in a few weeks. So I'll have a great time. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's reflect back a little bit on
1: last year, uh, some more. What was your favorite road ballpark or your favorite city to visit,
3: uh, on the road there last season? Favorite road ballpark. Um, I liked, I'd probably say Mazda was
0: probably my favorite road ballpark just because, um, you know, it's got natural grass. um, kind of reminded me of a Americanized stadium a little bit more. I thought it was a beautiful stadium. Um, you know, I don't, I don't especially like playing on turf fields, um, and there are a lot of them here. So I like Koshan uh, and Mazda a little bit more than the others. Um,
3: also, those are two more pitchers ballparks for sure.
0: Um, the other ones play a little bit smaller. Um, and as far as the cities. I didn't really get to do much last year just with all the COVID restrictions and
3: weren't really allowed to go out much. But, um,
0: I mean, Tokyo, obviously, very cool city. Yokohama is another one that I'm um, excited to just go there this year and kind of do a little bit more exploring and looking around. And just this year will be cool just because I think I'll be able to go out and do more and uh won't be as much trapped in my hotel as I was last year and just not really doing much. So. Um, And just just me being here for one more year, I'm a little bit more comfortable, you know, going around doing stuff. As of last year, I was kind of wide-eyed, not having having really any clue where to go, what to do. But um,
3: I'd say Mazda for a ballpark in Tokyo City. Sounds good. Um, Any memorable
1: uh, mounds for yourself or particular games for the team that uh, stick in your memory from last season?
3: Mm. There were a lot of them. Um,
0: I'd say most memorable game for sure was the game three of the um the climax semifinals. That was a fun game. I mean, um, it was tight the whole way. Of course, it's a must-win game, so we were doing whatever we could to you know pull it out. And um, we got in that jam at the end, and Atsuki gets the double play to end it. Obata throws it home. We get the
3: uh four, two, three, double play. Um, and for mound, you know, I, I really enjoyed my, uh,
0: probably my first, my first save at koshan was probably my favorite one. Just, uh, you know, getting my first save and being the hero of the game after, you know, doing that whole thing. That was my first experience doing that. And uh, it was just really cool. i never, I'd never done it. I'd seen all my teammates do it all year. And I'm like, you know, I don't know how I feel when I'll be able to do that. And uh finally did and it was just a really cool experience.
3: So any
1: other surprises about Japanese baseball um yeah, during last season?
3: Anything that kinda threw you off guard or was new to you? Um <clears throat> that's a good question. Um Honestly I was more
0: you know, you come over here and you don't really know what the baseball's gonna be like. Um I was more surprised how, like, similar it was to baseball back home. I mean, besides, you know, really the fact that uh, there's probably less – haters probably hit for less power over here. But, you know, you just get these questions from people back home, like, you know, how's the baseball over there? And they just have this impression that, you know, it's nowhere near as good or um, the baseball is just, like, so far And um, I was just really – Pleasantly pleasantly surprised really that how great the baseball was over here. Great players. Um, I'm excited to watch the World Baseball Classic here. Of course we got a couple of teammates on the team, but um, you know, just to see how Team Japan, obviously they're coming off the gold medal and the Olympics, but um uh, I think that's gonna be a really competitive tournament and I think Team Japan's gonna be really stacked and uh along with a few other teams, US, Dominican. So um I'm excited to see how uh how that turns out, it should be really good baseball.
1: Feels like an all-hands-on-deck uh, kind of tournament this time around as compared to in the past. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really up for grabs and it's going to be some really exciting ball.
0: I think so, too. I'm excited to watch it. I'm rooting for uh, our two good guys, Mu and uh, Atsuki, to, you know, contribute and do whatever they can. It'll be a great experience for them regardless, just to play that level of baseball and play, that, play all those great players that are playing.
3: And uh, I'm excited to watch it, So Straight up, are you more invested in Team USA or Team Japan or neither? Neither, really. I mean, um, obviously, you know, me being an American
0: guy, I'm I'm rooting for Team US, but now I got, uh, you know, teammates playing for Team Japan. And, you know, I just, you know, want to see good baseball. I wouldn't say I'm rooting for anybody or either team. I just, uh, I want to see good baseball, and I think that's what we're going to get, so.
3: Absolutely. So getting back to camp a little bit, um, are there any young arms
1: that have surprised or impressed you? Um, obviously you're busy doing your own thing as well, but just in your time of observation, have you seen any kind of, uh, changes in some of the players or some of the new guys that come in seeing some really good stuff in them?
0: Um, the one, the one pitcher I've been really impressed with this camp, uh, is Psyche. Obviously, he came back off the injury last year and pitched really well for us, but um, this year, man, he's been just, his stuff's just been so good. He's been, he's just been locked in from day one, and um, I'm excited to see him. I think he's kind of, you know, fully healthy now, kind of letting the, uh, you know, just letting it loose now. He looks a little bit more comfortable, and his stuff's just been really good. He's been throwing really hard, throwing really well. So. um same thing with uh, Nishi Jr. too. Um, he's been really, really good this, this camp. So um, I'm just excited to see all those guys, you know, you know, not grow up, but just like, you know, one, one year older and just uh, really get a little bit more comfortable and just, you know, dominate this year. I think they really have a chance to. So I'm excited for that.
1: Nice. Any, uh, thoughts on who the ninth inning guy might be, or has there been any talk of that? Or do you have ambition to be
3: that guy or what's that situation looking like?
0: I don't really know. Um, I obviously have ambition to be that guy, but, um, I'm trying to help the team wherever I can. Um, there's been some talks about it. I think, um, it's probably going to be at Suki, but, um, he's obviously going to be away from the team for a little bit. So who knows who could do it. It could be me. It could be Beasley. It could be Subaru. Um I guess that'll have a lot to do with how we perform in camp. But um, at the end of the day, I don't really care where I pitch. I just want to help the team win, whether it be in the first inning or the ninth inning. And um, I think all our pitchers kind of feel the same way. They don't care what inning you're in, what their role is. Just, you know, when I get the ball, when he gets the ball, we're just gonna try to throw up a zero and pass it on to the next guy. so I think that's part of what made us so good last year in our bullpen. It's just um we had so many we were so deep we had so many good pitchers, and it was just like you know whenever whenever we get out there, it's like throw a zero up and pass it on to the next guy, and that's usually what we did so um, I think it'll be a lot of the same this year Who knows what the roles are gonna be, but um, I'm excited to see how that plays out, but at the end of the day, you know doesn't really matter to me where I pitch. I just want to contribute somehow. Well,
1: I think this is kind of a redundant question, but I'm going to ask you anyways. What are your goals personally and for the team for this season?
0: Um, For the team, I want to win the Central Division. We haven't done it in a while.
3: Um, Obviously, that's the ultimate goal for a lot of us is to win the Central Division and ultimately play for the title, win the title at the end. And personally, um, you know, don't really
0: have too many goals. My main goal is just to come out, um, hit the ground running this year, and not really, um, you know, take time getting into it like I did last year. And from day one, just be the pitcher I know I can be. And if I just take it one outing at a time, one inning at a time, I know the rest will take care of itself. And Whatever goals I do have, I'm, I'm sure I will accomplish so um,
3: You know, just kind of from game one, just, you know, Pitch how
0: I know I can pitch, and uh, I think the rest will take care of itself.
1: My selfish goal for you is that you become the next Jeff Williams, who stays with the team for seven years and uh, is back here in uh, ten to fifteen years, coming to camp and advising <laughs> the young guys.
3: So yeah,
0: that's funny. Yeah, well, uh, we were talking about that. He was like, "You, you need to become the uh, the next Jeff." I'm like, "That'll be great. that would be great." Yeah, I saw how much fun he had when he was here, and how much he enjoyed seeing all the guys he used to play with kubota son, you know they were really close when they were teammates and uh so yeah that would be great that would be something
1: well Kyle I appreciate your time today um I know that days off are precious and it's a good time for you to just relax kick back so thanks for taking the time to uh be with us at H10 Hunching Tigers English News have a great day and enjoy the rest of your camp
0: thank you Trevor I appreciate you as always um it's always a fun being on here and maybe I can get back on here sometime in the middle of the season and we can talk about, um, you know, how the season's gone. Hopefully we're talking about all good things. So um, I'm excited for this year. I know a lot of people are, I know you are. I think we're, uh, really talented, really, uh, really ready to win some ball games. So I'm excited to get, uh, uh the season started. So I appreciate
3: it. All right. Thanks again. Take care.
1: All right. So once again, we have to thank Kyle Keller, you know, I don't understand sometimes why I have this privilege of being able to talk to foreign players as though I'm media or as though I'm someone who matters. But, um, you know, Kyle kind of joins the list of players that have taken some time to talk to me, and I really appreciate it. Um, It's always good to hear his voice, see his face, and just to pick his brain a little bit about different stuff. So Sanjay, um, some of the things that you took out of this interview.
2: Well, you know what? There were some things I didn't know that I thought were really cool, like that Jeff Williams is Kyle's senpai. Yeah,
1: who knew that? That
2: that <laughs> was kind of cool, and I thought it was a uh, very uh, cool. Did he, he? Did he call Nakano Mu? Like, yes. is that his nickname?
1: Well, Mu. I heard someone else. Oh, I heard I another Mu, right? Japanese guy call him that the other day too in an interview, and I was like, "Huh." So, I mean, obviously, you know, um, Kyle didn't just make it up, and I don't right. think he created the nickname. But yeah, I guess he is. It's called Mu. Yeah, well, yeah. How do you
2: differentiate that from Takatera Nozomu and maybe you call him Nozo? I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. But I thought it was cool. I thought it's cool that he's
1: he's on sort of first name basis with everybody. Yeah, Atsuki and Suguru and yeah, yeah. a lot of first names coming in there. I also like the fact, getting back to Williams a little bit. You know, he had said that you know, I, I'm really going to miss him. I'm so glad he was here. I wish he could stay the whole camp. I wish he could stay the whole year. And I was like, yeah. hey. Dude, did you read my column in December or what? Because that's exactly yeah. what I talked about. I was like, we need a foreigner on staff for these guys. You know, it's that's just
2: exactly that. Exactly what I was support. thinking. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking when I heard him say that too. It's like, yeah, that's
3: T-Ray's column. I was smiling and nodding as he said that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing, um, well, no,
2: this this goes into beyond the interview, so we'll keep it for later.
1: Okay. Um, so anything else that uh, Interested you in that? or?
2: Yeah, I thought it was great that he invited himself back on the show. Thanks, Kyle. We're waiting for you. We're looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. hold you to it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I do, I do want to say, though, that actually, you know, that first interview he gave last year, I was really impressed by what a fine young man he was and mm-hmm. so on. Um, and this time again, it was like it came through again. Uh, you know, he really is a, a fine young man. And I'm, I'm proud he's, a, you know, part
1: of Tiger's organization. So as I told him at the end of the interview, I hope that he becomes the next Jeff Williams for this organization. Like I would love to see him stick around, not just for this year and and do it really well. Um, I think in last year's interview, I had said to him, "Hey, uh, you just never know." Like it said, if you do ex- exceptionally well, you might just head right back to the majors. So uh, I, I kind of hope that you do just well enough to you know help the team win a championship, but also so you know, and you enjoy yourself so much that you stick around and you know, now at this point, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best and I want him to have huge success. But at the same time, I do want him to become that kind of pillar for the organization. Um, not only now as a player, but even in the future, maybe as a guy that comes along and helps these guys at camp in the future. Yeah, that'd be cool. Speaking of which, um, I don't think we put this into the rumors and news because we kind of touched on it last time, but Jerry Sands is in the house, right? He yep. is, he, he has landed in Japan or in Okinawa. Um, he's down there with the boys. Uh, talking to them and stuff. And I've talked to him a little bit just via line. I was hoping to get an interview with him and it still might happen. But um, Jerry has been quite impressed with the foreigners. He says he thinks that they're all going to do well. Um, He said that the hitters seem to be doing quite well as well. Um, They're adjusting to Japan quite nicely. So um, that's about all I can say on the record for that. But um, I wonder if Jeff's interactions with the pitchers are going to be or will, you know, when all is said and done will have been richer than Jerry's and that Jerry's interactions with the hitters will have been richer than Jeff's, or if a lot of their talk is just a lot more cultural and getting used to Japanese baseball in general.
2: I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard anything about Jerry's interactions yet, but I certainly feel like um, Jeff was going to be a big help uh, for the pitchers uh, that are there now. Um, as far as Jerry goes, uh, if you watch any of the videos that I posted up on the um, H10 page on Facebook and so on mm-hmm. um, from Torabang, um, then you'll see him hanging out at the back of the batting cage, um, watching all the hitters uh, and, you know, once in a while making some commentary, um, su- making some suggestions, whatever, which is what he does yeah. best. He, he used to do that when he was a player, um, you
1: know, offering advice. And
2: I'm very happy that he's there doing it now.
1: So that's the interesting thing. We've kind of meandered off of Kyle Keller here and talking about uh, Jerry a little bit more, but that's the interesting thing about Jerry as well is that, you know, he's, he's not a coach for the team. He hasn't been hired to coach. And so actually this is something maybe I can, maybe I can share. And if he comes and joins us at some point, um, he can share it as well, but he's kind of said like, I'm trying to be careful about how much advice I give or how much I go and talk to the hitters because that's not my role and they do have hitting coaches. So he doesn't want to step on their toes, right?
3: Mm, so it is a
1: little bit of a delicate situation in that, you know, like Imaoka and Mizuguchi, I believe it is, are the hitting coaches yeah. for the top squad. And he doesn't want to go in and contradict anything they've said, nor does he want to step in and be like, ah, I got this, this is my guy, right? Even though he does have that prior connection with Sato especially um, that I'd love right. to see continue.
3: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Kyle though. Yeah. I mean, one, one more thing we can touch on, um, because it relates directly to what's going on on the field is that, you know, he had said that, um, of course he has a desire to be the ninth inning guy, but he's also comfortable just doing whatever it takes to win the game. Yep. True team player. Indeed. Yeah. And I mean, like he mentioned, you know, he thinks it's going to be Atsuki, right? It's going to be Yuasa, um, mm-hmm. eventually. And that in the meantime, one, you know, until Yuasa comes back from WBC, um, it's hard to say who it's going to be, but it could be him. It could be Bees, It could be Suguru, right? Iwazaki. And yeah, he said, exactly. probably yeah. any of them would be comfortable and competent at the job. I tend to agree. Yeah. So I'm feeling pretty good about, uh, the bullpen. And especially with uh, KK's presence in there, um, him plus B's plus Yuasa, plus Iwazaki, plus Ishii, who has impressed uh, Okada, plus Hamachi, you know, plus, 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 we got all these other guys. And then we've got some starters that might just get pushed into the bullpen because they're not in the rotation. We've got young guys that are, you know, bearing down and trying to get uh, playing time. So you wonder about guys like, not that I want to go too deep or anything, but like Baba... Or Kobayashi, you know these kind of fringe guys. Like, are they forever fringe, or are they gonna, you know, make a run for one of those spots as well?
2: Well, we'll see. But it needs something needs to happen for them to be given a chance, because I think the, the guys on the top or are, are the guys in the lead right now have such a such a distinct advantage. And uh, he was KK was saying the same thing you were saying, right, about psyche being such a sort
1: of a high ceiling guy. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking exactly. forward to that. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd mentioned it last time. I think he's a kind of a dark horse for the Sawamura and that might be, uh, you know, over speaking a little bit, but that's okay. I'd rather be a little bit high on him than to be down on him for sure. So looking forward to uh, all the noise that uh, is being made, uh, out of the bullpen this year, speaking of making noise out of the bullpen, I heard that, uh, Beasley actually does a lot of grunting when he's pitching. So that's kind of an interesting little side note. Uh, we'll have to get used to that once the season gets started as well.
2: He does. I he it's been, uh, the His grunting has been caught on video a lot, <laughs> well, he warned people as well, so it's not like you know, yeah. it's not like he's unaware of it. so yeah, well, Okada was the only one who didn't know about it ahead of time. Everybody else knew hmm.
1: all right. let's uh, jump into predictions.
2: What's going to happen with the record gonna? What's gonna happen with the gonna? What's gonna happen with the gonna be? What's gonna happen with the record gonna,
1: gonna, 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 gonna future is. Yes, that was just an excuse to get the jingle in there. Everybody, we don't, we aren't predicting anything on this particular show, but I do want to announce that we are going to have the CL standings prediction contest once again in 2023, uh, which we've been doing every year since I think 2016 now. So it's been a good long time that we've been doing this. Um, so start thinking about the upcoming season and how you think the teams are going to end this season ideally i would love for you to send an mp3 or some kind of audio file of your choices with some reasoning if you want um try to keep it within 90 seconds and plus the tiebreaker which this year is how many home runs will sheldon noisy and johan mieses combine for in 2023 Ooh, that's an interesting one i try to mix it up a little bit you know what i mean so we'll see how that goes but uh just be on the lookout for that um Because I will make the official announcement. It will be on the H10 website uh, as a post. So you can kind of read through the rules or regulations or whatever. um, And the deadline will be there and all that kind of stuff. All right. Well, that's a wrap for another episode of H10. So thank you so much for tuning in. I recognize fully that there is so much available to everybody out there to listen to, to watch. We have so much entertainment you know, right at our fingertips and if you've taken the time to use some of that time for H10, I appreciate it so much. If you have not gotten your fill of us though, we are out there in other places on the internet including Patreon, our website, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Those are all in the show notes. T-Ray also has a daily sports column in Japanese if you want to try out your Nihongo. And recently, he's been taking a little stab at doing some radio talk and some Stand FM, which are kind of online radio programs that you can create on your own. Those are also in Japanese. All those details are in the show notes. Special thanks to Infraction for the theme music and Show for mixing the pod for us. Sanjay, once again, thanks for your time today. Thanks for having me. As always, a lot of fun. We'll be back actually in a week's time because we've got another interview to send your way. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, catch you next time and let's Hanshin Tigers! Hanshin Tigers!